Hello everyone, Beth Chase here and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Well, I'm your host for today's broadcast and just a reminder that 3W is a medical clinic in Seattle where they provide a variety of reproductive health care services free of charge. Well, I'm really glad that you've joined us for today's episode because I have with me here today, Helen Wynn, who's the CEO of 3W and we're going to talk about, here it is, should you disclose your STI status before hooking up? So welcome, Helen. And let's just jump right into this great conversation here. Yes. about Because <laughs> uh, you, you hear a lot about hooking up and mm-hmm. some of the things that everyone should consider mm-hmm. when hooking up. Yes. But particularly because you're a medical clinic, I know that you you provide a lot of women as well as men, yes. uh, STI testing and services, diagnosis and, um, and, treatment. and treatment, that yes. kind of thing. So yes. anyway, let's get, let's get started on this discussion. So yeah, so well, this discussion was inspired by a recent article that I ran across that's titled How to Talk About Your STI Status on Dates Because It Doesn't Have to Be Awkward. So I was reading through this article and I was kind of surprised of how much they minimize the importance of bringing up your SDI status with a new partner that you might engage in sexual intercourse with or sexual activities with. Because right off the bat, in the first paragraph, they talk about, they, they give me a statistic. They said, there's a decent chance your date has had an STI at some point because an estimate one in two sexually active Americans will contract a STD by the time they turn 25. Mm-hmm. Those are really high numbers. Those, yes, I would, I would agree. Yeah. And that was Mm -hmm. based uh, according to the American Sexual Health Association. So Mm -hmm. people can look it up if, 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 um, if they want to uh, fact check me. And that's consistent with what we see here in the clinic. We've had an increase of patients coming in for STI testing and treatment recently. And it's actually our most popular service which is great because I'm really glad that people are coming in and getting checked and being responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was surprising about this article was, again, how they they broke it down in three sections. They broke it down to when to bring it up, how to bring it up, and tips for feeling more calm and confident. And I just thought some of the suggestions from these so-called experts Uh, made me a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with how they minimize the importance of talking and being honest and being transparent with someone new that you're about to engage in sexual activity with, with an STI that you currently have or have had in the past. Mm -hmm. I think when you're going to engage in something like sex that's very intimate, you should disclose certain things to this new person to make sure that they are well aware of what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. So Helen, is this like a full disclosure that includes past STI history or only the current status of their STI experience at that time? I think it's 
good to let folks know that you're a responsible human being, that if you're going to engage in sexual activity with multiple people, that you should say, you know, I've had this STI in the past, but I just wanted to let you know I've taken care of it. I've sought treatment. I know how to, I've reached out to a place like 3W. I've gotten tested. I've spoken to their medical providers. And I now have education about uh, this STI that I've had and I no longer have it. I think, you know, education is always really empowering. And I think if you have that type of conversation with someone, they would appreciate it Mm -hmm. that you were responsible enough to sought out treatment for something you know you contracted from another sexual activity. Mm -hmm. So Helen, do you think that is equally important for us to take responsibility for our own knowledge about an STI. Yeah. Uh, Because I could imagine that some people would say, well, you know, I've in following your advice, you know, I have this STI and they could name it, but if their partner doesn't understand it Mm -hmm. and fully the risk minimal or or major risk that they may be incurring with Mm -hmm. having uh, intimacy with that person. And I know you do a lot of that here at 3W. I've seen the nurses educating helping men and women to understand STIs. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do here? Yeah, we, you know, all of our appointments are up to an hour with a medical provider. And that really provides a space, a safe space to talk about the STI that this that a, a patient comes in and is concerned about. And we we have literature that we give to our patients. We have a whole slideshow um, about STIs, pictures and diagrams and, and, you know, for those that are more visual that could say, yeah, that's something I noticed that I have on my body. No, it looks a little bit different than this. And then we, you know, we test for the full STI panel. And so you have a more uh, in-depth conversation with your medical provider to make sure that it's the correct tests that you should, that you should get and maybe some other ones that you need to consider, and then why it's important for you to get tested for that specific mm-hmm. test and why you should consider these other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we make it so affordable, we make it so accessible, there's really not a good reason to not come in to 3W and take advantage of the serv- of that service. Because you walk away going, okay, I know how to prevent this from happening again, Um, I feel much more at ease knowing that it's not a death sentence. You know, just all these assumptions that you might have about STIs. Sure. So what are you finding here at 3W is the most common STI? Chlamydia and gonorrhea has been pretty popular, Mm -hmm. um, testing-wise. I know that King County... You know, when we ever have a positive test result come back, we do we are mandated legally to to turn in that data to the King County. They they collect all the data for STIs. Yes, Department of Health. Department of Health. Yes. Thank you. They collect all the data so that they can put it on a website so that people can track it. Mm-hmm. So we are we we do follow up with that and we do provide that data for mm-hmm. our county. Okay, that's awesome. Now, I know that there are some uh, STIs 
that can be cured literally with the right kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. And then there are some STIs that, I mean, once you've got them, what you do is manage them. You can never totally be cured from it. You have to manage Mm -hmm. it, the outbreaks and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Can you tell me a little bit about the, you know, which, which, which one is which? Yes. From what Dr. Rutherford has told me, and and just a disclaimer, I'm not a medical provider, so don't, like, if I quoted something wrong, please correct me. I know that chlamydia, gonorrhea can be treated with antibiotics. I know that syphilis, if you catch it early, it's more likely to be easier to treat. I know that HPV, for women, once you have it, you have it. And it's like 73 or 74 strains of HPV. But if you're, it depends on your age, if you're young, that HPV can eventually kind of go dormant or or not flare up or not have your cells, mutations of cells in your, cerv- in your cervix. And then there's HIV mm-hmm. that I, I think is, is, you're gonna have to live with it forever. And as well, some strains of herpes as well okay. that that you can that you'll be able to manage for the rest of your life, but mm-hmm. it will never completely go away. I know that for HPV for men, you can now get testing in your throat, but nowhere else. So other openings in your bodies are not um, testable, but. For women, you can do a pap smear and test for HPV. Mm-hmm. So really, the testing is not extraordinary. It's not painful. It's no. it's just it's just makes good sense. But I also think that it's so important to understand these things because when we're talking about our main topic tonight, about you know should you disclose your STI status before hooking up? Well, you've got to okay. You need to know what the stat not only what the status is, but exactly what was the STI, and therefore that helps you as a partner to be able to know mm-hmm. whether or not you even want to proceed. Right, and we we always encourage patients that have had a positive test result to come back and get retested, I believe, three to four months after their positive test result the first time to make sure that the treatment plan worked. Mm-hmm. That makes um, sense. So we really, we've, we've had plenty of patients take care of that for just peace of mind. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Okay. So let's get back to this article that you read and, and and some of the statements on there that you felt were, you know, you would just like to push back a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought specifically the statement about the section under tips for feeling more calm and confident. So this expert was saying using destigmatizing words and phrases like common and skin infection may help to alleviate any anxiety on your date's end. So when you're disclosing your STI, she's suggesting that you use to me, what she's suggesting is she's you uh, that you minimize it, that you not own it, that you kind of skirt around the seriousness of this STI that you currently have or had. And I think that that's not real full disclosure. I think that's essentially not full consent for 
someone you're trying to engage in sexual activity. Mm-hmm. So that person that you are disclosing this information to could think, oh, it's not it's not really an STI. I shouldn't be afraid of it. Um, but really, they're, they're not getting the full picture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, you know, to me, that's kind of verging on manipulation. I mean, what you're yeah, describing to me... It just felt... It didn't feel right. Yes. Well, you know, the Federal Trade Commission, when it comes to advertising, if you do not fully give the disclosure and the facts, mm-hmm. it's called false, false advertising. So it just yeah. reminded me how how we have to take that personal responsibility of our, our sexual status and communicate it to those for whom we are hooking up with if you choose to have that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that you uh, follow some just basic respect rules. And yeah. don't be don't minimize something that can be a big deal to someone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I think, the, you know, the coming back to something that's very relevant right now to everybody is like, be responsible, it's COVID-19, wear your mask. You're doing it not just for yourself, but for the people around you. Well, the same concept kind of applies to helping people know that you currently have an STI or had an STI, because you're not only being responsible and 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 staying safe yourself by getting tested after every new partner, you're also telling this new person that you're that you might be engaging in sexual activities with that. You want them to be safe. You want them to be well. So I feel like it's kind of on the same vein of mm-hmm. the whole wearing your mask concept these days. Okay. Um, yeah. That makes sense. So in, in again, looking at what is the responsible, caring, adult actions that, that you're suggesting that really need to be communicated to someone prior to having mm-hmm. um, intercourse or, you know, mm-hmm. sexual activity with them just means it's, it makes sense to me to take responsibility for that. Now, with what you're experiencing here at 3W, you also work with the partners or uh, partners of... Yes, we do. We encourage mm-hmm. if, if you... I think the staff the other day had such a great idea about having a date. <laughs> come in to 3W and have an STI oh, date uh-huh. where you both come in and get STI testing. Uh-huh. And then you can show to each other uh-huh. your results afterward and say, hey, we're both responsible uh-huh. people who uh-huh. want to get closer, want to move forward with this relationship. Uh-huh. Let's have an STI date together and then go get some Chinese food takeout and, <laughs> you know, talk about what we learned. Yes, yeah. If we really want to incorporate it into a, a lifestyle, like I said, if you're going to engage in this lifestyle, I think you need to incorporate it into like, let's do this together mm-hmm. to, if that's what this article is, is all about destigmatizing STIs and talking about STIs. I think they needed to give me more, I don't know, tangible activities to do rather mm-hmm. just like downplaying STI results. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's the responsible thing to do. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So for here, for an, for an STI test, the mm-hmm. services, the medical services are free of charge. Correct. But, 
But if there are are lab fees, so uh-huh. if you want a chlamydia test, you want a, a gonorrhea test, there there is a lab charge that is associated with it. Of course, we never spring it on any of our patients. We always, you know, we give them this menu <laughs> that they they have the the test, the name of the test, and then they have how much it costs. What I can guarantee is that our prices are so low. A pap smear is eighteen dollars. Wow. For an an HPV test, which is that you can do at the same time as a pap smear, is like I think forty one dollars. Mm-hmm. In some places I've heard three hundred. Goodness. And, yeah. Yes. And I don't we, we don't inflate any of our prices. Yes. Whatever the lab charges us, we're passing our tune to our to our patients. But we also serve vulnerable populations such as folks that are homeless or those that are sex workers. So sometimes folks that are that have those life situations, they don't have the money to pay for these testing. And we always encourage patients, come in and make an appointment anyways. We can work with you. There's a sliding scale that we could apply for you. Don't don't let financial fears be a barrier for you to come and be well and get checked. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's important to remember here too, the uniqueness of 3W, because it's one of your core values here is that you do not make any money off of the services that you provide. So that when people come, they're simply paying for the lab fees of which you don't have any power over. But the actual consultation, meeting with the medical professional, that kind of thing, that is is absolutely free of charge. It's completely free. Completely, yes. And that's why you're so popular. That's why so many are coming to see you because, again, I've, I've seen the exit surveys of people who just love you and they love the staff and they love everything about being here so yeah people um, can't believe how low our prices are because they've been to other places and are comparing services prices time spent with provider i mean it's a huge difference yes um, from what they get here Uh um and and yeah and we're just really proud of that Yes. And so you would encourage, come in as a couple. I think that's funny when you were describing that. I was thinking, okay, I've heard about couple massages together. (laughs) Yeah. And this is, come on in as a couple. But the thing I do like about, that's such a mature thing to say, we're going to be responsible Mm -hmm. and we really care about each other's individual sexual health. Yes. So let's prove the fact that we are serious about this before. Mm -hmm. Now, you did mention in in passing, and I just want to circle back a little bit, that what are they saying? How often should you have an STI test? What's, What's the recommendation? How often? It's after every new partner that you have engaged in sexual activities with. Mm hmm. But with the hookup culture these days, I would encourage you to get tested anytime you think, okay, you know, because from what I have observed is that just because you're seeing this one person consistently, if you haven't had the conversation, okay, is this, is it just going to be the two of us? Is this going to be a monogamous kind of thing? Uh, If you haven't had that conversation, and you're wondering about that, maybe you should just come in and get tested just to have peace of mind. Because if that status hasn't been established, 
then you don't really know if the person that you're kind of seeing off and on every few weeks or something like that is not the only person that you're there with. They could be with other people. And and I'm not I'm not trying to say that to make anyone scared or use fear-based um, kind of tactics to get you to come in. It's just it's just reality. And I think that if you suspect anything, if you want to make sure and you haven't had that conversation with someone that you're engaging with sexually, then this might be a good time to do that. And again, come in and both get tested together. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it not true that some STIs are asymptomatic? Yeah. Especially in I've... men, more so than women, yes. I understand. Yes. STIs affect women way more mm-hmm. in our reproductive system, way more. It's more severe for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I know that here over the years that women have come in here for, for instance, a well women checkup, something, and then found out and were shocked that they indeed have a, had an STI. Yes. Yeah. I can remember several patients actually who, you know, expressed to our medical providers that they were very careful with who they picked to have sex with and were very upfront with what type of relationship they want from that encounter and were very surprised and saddened to know that they contracted something they now have to live with for the rest of their life. And so, you know, we've had patients leave in in tears because of that situation. And we are honored to be able to walk with them, educate them, and make sure they know that their life can go on after this diagnosis. And it's not the end. It's not, okay, like, you're going to die from this or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. um, it's now how do we manage? And so it's been a, a great privilege to be able to walk alongside those patients and serve those patients. Makes sense. Well, we need to wrap this up. Our time is screaming at us. And so we're going to, you know, draw this particular episode about should you disclose your STI status before hooking up to an end. But before we do that, Helen, I would just like to ask you, what is the one thing that you, one message mm-hmm. that you want to leave to the listening audience about this topic? Yes. My one message is People need to be responsible and own their STI status by disclosing when their health affects others prior to engaging in sexual activities. Mm. Sounds very mature. Yes. (laughs) And that's what we're about. Yes. Educating, informing, letting people make their own choices uh, no matter what. But we just want to make sure that they're making an informed choice. And honestly, what a better place to get informed Uh, from a place that doesn't make any money from the choice they make. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you, Helen. And thank you, listening audience, for listening to this episode of Should You Disclose Your STI Status Before Hooking Up. And if you want to find out more about 3W, go to their website. It's 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, and the word medical, and then .org. Also, if you'd like to join the 3W community by donating to the cause to ensure that every woman in Seattle has access to a free medical clinic that doesn't make any money from the choices she makes. This is a unique group and they're here to serve 
the Seattle women and their partners. So until next time, may you stay healthy and be well.